On today's episode, me and the guys will break down our summer plans and our favorite activities to do in the sun. you also hear our first top five segment and, of course, listener questions to end the show. Let's get it! What's up, everybody? We're back at it again for episode two of the Sip and Serve podcast, where we sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rolski, and I'm joined by Corey with the K and my main man, DG. To start things off today, I just want to say thanks to each and every one of you who subscribed, downloaded, and listened to episode one. The support you guys showed was unbelievable, and we are truly, truly grateful for that. Also, to the individuals who reached out to me personally, showing your support for the show, I appreciate that shit more than you guys will ever know. Now that that's taken care of, in our first episode, our goal was for you guys to get to know us and what we're about. I know it got kind of serious at times with the pandemic talk, COVID-19, but hopefully this one will give you guys more of a feel of what is yet to come in the future. We're going to try to be more relaxed and have some fun with this one. With that being said, we're going to hop right in. Our first segment is something I like to call, What's Trending? Rolski, you say, What's Trending? Absolutely. Uh, So, uh, what is trending? Well, you ever heard of a little show called Full House? As I recollect, I've watched that a couple episodes. Just a couple. Well, more than a couple. Okay. It was like basically my childhood. Exactly. I was at lunch today and I was just flipping through my phone and I seen an article pop up and obviously that's what's trending. So Aunt Becky off Full House and Uncle Jesse, they were great parents on the show, correct? They were a fun couple. Yeah, they were. I would say they were good parents. Didn't they have the twins on that show? Yes, in the later seasons, yeah, they, okay. they did. Okay. Well, like you said, Full House was the show of your childhood. Well, in my mind, I would like to think of Aunt Becky as the MILF of my childhood. I mean, okay. You know, back, back then, back in the day, I had no idea what that meant. But now, she was definitely a little number in the 90s, for sure. Okay, so with that being said, she was a great mom on the show, And she's trying to be a great mom in real life. But she might have been trying to be too good of a mom in real life. I mean, yeah, uh, that's putting it lightly. Yeah. So Lori Laughlin, a.k.a. Aunt Becky, tried to enroll her kids in the USC by paying $500,000 to the college. Now, this is the kicker. They couldn't get into the college. So she was thinking in her head, how do I get these kids in? To make it look legal. She tried to say that they were being recruited for the crew team. Do you know what you know what crew team is? You know what the crew team is? No, I don't. I thought I did. It's like the two people in the boat. It's like a boat. Like the rowing. Yeah, rowing. Exactly. It's a rowing. It's crew rowing. Gotcha. Yeah, that's and these are these little rich girls that are being recruited for a crew team. Now, who in their right mind would try to 
pay someone off to get them into college and say they could crew. Now, just imagine this. They actually get into the college and they have them two have to get in that little canoe or whatever it is and pile the little skinny asses off down this freaking flowing river, dude. I'm picturing like, dude, first day of crew practice, they're in the boat. They say, okay, oh, shit. here you go. What what seat do you normally sit in? And they're like, uh, uh the middle. The <laughs> So, okay, so they're getting recruited for the crew team, whatever. Anyways, Lori Laughlin, she got caught, and she's been fighting off this case for over a year now. Well, today, this is what I came across. The fight is over for Aunt Becky. She's pleading guilty, and uh, she is, she pleaded guilty to a one count of conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud. Now, Gibbons, I know, I know you're, Smarter than I am. Could you explain what you think, you know, commit wire and mail fraud? Like, is that, is she sending, is she sending that money to them? Well, I don't know what that crime actually entails, but from the little bit that I read, she, she, she paid a half a million dollars to this guy. Who's the guy? Any idea? I don't know. But he was in charge of some type of scheme. So he had this scheme in mind. Okay. And so they, they're not the only family that no, paid yeah, this Yeah, I've seen there was like 20 different families. Right. Okay. So basically, they paid this guy $500,000, and he promised them that he would cheat for them somehow. I don't know. I'm guessing it involved the mail somehow on their daughter's entrance exam into college. What college was it? Was it USC? USC. Okay. So, yeah, they paid him a half a million dollars to cheat on this entrance exam to get her accepted. And then, yeah, ba- the, the crew the crew team was involved. The Unbelievable. recruitment was involved somehow. But anyway, it all got found out. She pled guilty. After I, a year. Like, she spent all this money in the court fees. And now she's just, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm had. Yeah, threw in the towel. After a year. Threw in the towel. Unbelievable. So, and then... And then I read she's looking at, what, up to two years in prison? Yeah, but they're also saying she's probably not going to spend a day in jail. Well, I mean, even if she does, it's probably going to be some kind of minimum security thing. She's going to be in her living room. Yeah, house arrest or who knows what. Anyway, final thoughts of what's trending today. Aunt Becky's fine ass is headed to the slammer. Imagine what Uncle Jesse would think about her decision making. Have mercy. (laughs) All right, with the close of what's trending, we're going to hop right in to our second segment. Um, With May coming to a close and summer on its heels, I feel like this is something that's on everyone's minds. Hopefully, we can put this COVID shit in the rear view and actually enjoy the upcoming summer. So with that being said, DG, what are you looking forward to in the next couple of months? Summertime. So Summer, summer, summertime. And that Will Smith song? It sounded just like it. I doubt it. Anyway, summer kind of, it has a different meaning for me being in education because that's, to me, three months of freedom. And I don't have any kids. So when the school year kind of comes to a close, June, July, and August, that's just kind of time to do whatever you want to do. What I'm looking forward to, some of the things I'm looking forward to the most Reds games, God willing, they happen. 
I mean, even if I can't go and watch him live, I'd, I'd at least like to watch him on TV. I like to be out there mowing the yard, listening to the games on the radio, being in the truck, driving the back roads, listening to the games on the radio. Yeah, one thing I enjoy kicking off what you just said there is I like, you know, being at work and say I don't have a pod to listen to and the Reds got a noon game. Just throw the sucker on it. Hell, there goes three and a half hours of your day. That's what I like. When I used to teach, I would, if a uh, class was like taking a test or if I had, you know, if I was done teaching for the day and I gave them an assignment, I'd throw that up on the, the smart board, turn the, turn the volume off so they could concentrate. But there it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I wish my teacher would have done that. I was a cool teacher. Dickheads. But yeah, so Reds games was one thing. Um, the other big one, big. This is probably the biggest. Just getting together with friends, man. Weekends. What's What's your favorite thing to do with friends during the summer? I mean, I mean, I've got several. Yeah, to kick off the top of my head, but uh, some of the best summer nights that I will ever remember. Say it. We got a mutual buddy of ours. Got got his own business he's got a little warehouse on his property oh yeah and dude some of the some of the most fun i've ever had in summertime was when a big group of us would get out get out at his barn there yep we'd have the music cranked way up we'd be we've done everything out bonfire there. going we'd have the bonfire going he's had trailers been pulled in there with live bands playing uh, on them dude that was a kick-ass party we we've, <laughs> we've had we played dodgeball in there. We've had wiffle ball games in there. How about when he pulls out the uh, basketball backboard with the forklift and we get a little 21 or we get a little uh, what knockout, knockout. That's Fork, what it is. Forklift basketball, yeah. you can't beat that. Unreal. No. And then, I mean, if nothing else, everybody just kind of chilling. And then Rolski on the ones and twos. Just, oh, yeah. just you, hooking you know, the iPod and just let it, let it ride out. Do you, I mean, that's... That's another thing we say about these get-togethers. When we have a get-together and we're all having a good time and say there's more than probably 10, 10 people, don't let me get a hold of that iPod because I'm not going to pay any any attention to the rest of you because I'm throwing ones and twos all fucking night long, and that's a guarantee. And it, it, when you're doing that, though, nobody complains. No. Because it's, it's real hard to have a bad time when that's happening. There's... There's not a bad time happening. I could almost guarantee that. And, you know, I've actually thought about going into being a DJ, you know, on the weekends. But like I said, in the first pod, I'm a weekender, man. I can't get rid of it. Who who of us is not, man? I know. So, yeah. So, um, kicking back to other activities, I want to I bring something in. And I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um. It's gotten very popular over the past few years, and a lot of people are doing it. But, you know, I've done it a lot, and I can't really ever remember you being with us. A little something I like to call kayaking. Now, Gibbons, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you much of a kayaker? So I've been kayaking with, with our group of friends. Was I there? Once. Okay. Once. One time. Okay. And it was fun. It was a good time. Did you flip? No, I did not. Were you drinking? Uh, a little bit. Just a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I was, okay. just, I was just sipping. Okay. Relaxing. You weren't serving, were you? I remember, no, <laughs> I wasn't serving. Not like this anyway. Yeah. But uh, it was cold out that day. I mean, it was supposed to be a nice, it was like early spring, mid-May, 
and it was supposed to be a really nice day. It was a Saturday, and I remember the the sun went behind some clouds, and it stayed behind clouds. And I mean, it, there was just like it started misting, and it just got freezing cold out on that on out on that water. And I remember you. Oh my gosh, dude! I remember the worst fucking kayaking trick I've ever had in my life, dude. Go ahead, but that that rain and then the wind picked up. Yes, dude, it was freezing. The wind started whipping down that valley oh. we were in, and I just remember you looking like a shriveled up. I don't even know. Like you're just sitting. That in wasn't your, the only thing that was shriveled up. <laughs> I could tell you that. Woo! <laughs> you like you look like a shrunken body sitting in that middle of that kayak. Dude, just I couldn't like help it, man. I was. I was freezing cold, man. I'm skinny. I don't have no meat on my bones, you know, and I don't have nothing to protect me. Yeah, I remember. <sighs> it, like I said, it was still fun for me. I tried to keep warm, so I was just out. I think I was like rowing laps around the group as we were coming up the river just to kind of stay moving. But, I mean, it was a good time. It just it got a little cold. Plus, I don't have my own kayak. That's the other thing. Yeah. So I don't want to have to bother anybody. Hey, could, could I borrow your kayak? I need yeah. a kayak. I don't. My wife needs a kayak. Like we don't have our own kayaks. Yeah, so that's the well. Thing. Now you got a truck. Congrats on the recent purchase. Thank you. Um, you got a truck now. So is there anything in the back of your mind saying, you know what? I got a nice garage too that could keep these kayaks in. I do have a nice garage, but it's pretty full already. Oh, is it okay? But. Uh, yeah, that's something I have to look at. I haven't really considered that since I got the truck. Okay. Now, you say your garage is full. How about a few hooks on the side there that you could just hang them on the that's, side? That's possible. Okay. That's possible. Um, you just, you just you planted a seed just now. Well, I mean, we got kayaks, and it's about to be <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. Actually, when, whenever you guys hear this, uh, Memorial Day is going to be passed, so just act like I didn't say that, okay? Thanks. Any big vacations this summer, Dylan? I got, I got a freaking these next few months, man. I'm pretty, I'm pretty jam packed. You got some stuff on the yeah. in the hopper, yeah. Uh, and I'm about to shoot them out. Um, in June, I'm heading down. I think there's 14 of us. We're going to head down and we're going to Lake Norris on a houseboat. Actually, it's not a houseboat. Let me let me put that in another word here. It's a floating house, floating house. Not a houseboat, a floating house. So whenever I say floating house, it's basically you take this house that we're in right now and we put it on water out in the middle of the water. It's, it don't have a motor. I mean, it's, it's anchored down and you just drive your boat to it. And you just, I mean, that's where you live for the, the weekend. So it's, it's a regular house. It sounds like a, just like a, a little island out in the middle of the lake. That's all it is. Just anchored down. Yeah. And, and it's ready for you to live in there. Yep. And there's there's uh houses all around you too. I mean, you're not the only house there. But uh yeah, it's it's pretty cool. We got fourteen of us going down. Uh one of our buddies is taking his boat and uh it's gonna be a pretty good time. And then the following weekend, I got a bachelor party at the same place on the other side of the lake. Are you even coming home? <sighs> you know. There's really no point to because, you know, I'm going Thursday through Sunday, coming back Sunday afternoon, you know, and then I'm leaving Wednesday night. <laughs> I got a, you should have told me this earlier. I got a buddy that's got a house right on Norris. You could just crash down there for three or four nights. and. Well, I, I mean, there's been a few people mentioned that I could stay down there. 
for the week, but that's a lot of vacation time, man. You know, you're, you're taking a whole week off there and now that's how I'm going to get into my next vacation. So I got back to back weekends in June and then in July, I'm headed down to Myrtle Beach for a week. Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. God damn, motherfucking Myrtle Beach. I love Myrtle Beach, man. Do you have a problem with Myrtle Beach? Because I'm tired of all these haters coming out of left field on right field and center field. They're all coming at me with Myrtle Beach. And you know what? I love Myrtle Beach. What's the problem with Myrtle Beach? I have no problem with Myrtle Beach. I've never been to Myrtle Beach, but I prop. Myrtle Beach. You've never been to Myrtle Beach? I've never actually been there. Oh, fuck. But I, I've heard so much about Myrtle Beach from you, from other friends that have gone there. I think I had a group of friends that I graduated high school with. They went there for their senior trip. And I mean, huh. I never I never hear anything bad about it. It's all good. But I just, I've never been there. I need to get down there sometime. Man, you mentioned senior trip and you shouldn't have. Because that brings up a whole... Is that where you went? A whole lot of memories, baby. <laughs> that might be another episode. Oh, dude. We could do a senior trip recap. Dude, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> I'm just thinking of stuff that happened. <laughs> Imagine uh, me and George packed up in the Mustang. And you know there's no there's really like no backseat or big boot in a Mustang. Dude, that thing was jam freaking packed. Me and George just heading down 77 South straight to freaking South Carolina. I'll bet that was a trip. <laughs> I'll bet that was a trip. Unreal. Anyway, I'm going to Myrtle Beach. Um, so that's about all the vacations, all the vacations I got planned for the summer. What about you? So I got uh we we had one planned um late July, I can't remember the date, but we're we're uh, heading down to Hilton Head. Hilton Head Island. That's, correct me, North or South Carolina? That's South, South, South Carolina. Okay. That's almost so, Georgia. Oh, okay. That's like right. All right, so you're closer to Georgia. Okay. Yeah. What's the beach that's close to North Carolina? You got, you got Outer Banks. You got Outer Banks. I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. But uh, yeah, we're, we're supposed to be heading down there. Um, it's looking like we'll be able to, but... I grew up, like, you grew up going to Myrtle Beach. Yes. I grew up going to Hilton Head. So, I mean, that's, for me, that's like second home. You know, we stay in the same condo, the same, not the same condo, but the same resort every year, different condos. But, I mean, we know the layout. We know all the hot spots. We know all the good restaurants to go to. So, and, it, and like, the beach is really our speed. You know, it's not super crowded. It's really wide. It's really, really wide. Like the difference between low tide and high tide is unbelievable. You could go out there during low tide and bury yourself in the sand and the water could be, <laughs> look like it's a half a mile from you. Yeah. And then four hours later at high tide, it's like the water's at your neck. It's just crazy. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's, we, we just love how low key it is. It's never really crowded. So yeah, definitely really looking forward to going back to Hilton Head this year. Let me ask you this. Let's just get by this really quick. But I just want to ask you. Um, one of my dream vacations is just to go somewhere that has crystal clear water. Okay. Now hear me out. I went to the Dominican Republic twice um, in my lifetime. And the water is just not, when I think of clear, that's not what I want. Like when I think clear, I want to be able to swim out there to where I can't touch and be able to see fish in the bottom. You know, I want to be able to see it. Dominican wasn't like that? 
No. Hmm. No. See, where we stayed at, and most of the resorts, that's just not where we stayed, um, are on the, uh, what ocean would that be? You're smart. Caribbean. Okay. Well, there's a there's a golf side, and there's a... Maybe the Gulf of Mexico. Well, there's it is the Caribbean, but there's a there's a I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. The one side of the island has clear water, and the other side doesn't. Okay. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is, an ocean meets on this side of the island, and the other side is a different. Am, am I saying that correct? I don't know. I don't fucking know either. Is it? Do you know if it's is is the Dominican or where you went? Is it was it Punicana? Yeah, Punicana. Okay. Was that, do you know if that was on the east side of the island or the west side? That would have been on the east. Then um, my guess is Atlantic. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking because the water kind of looked like Myrtle Beach. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's what I needed you to say, Mr. Valedictorian. I, I got lost over here. Salutatorian, but oh, go ahead. Whatever. Um, so anyway, where we stayed at, it, it was like darker water. Not as dark as what Myrtle Beach is, but it wasn't clear. So we had to take an excursion over to the other side of the island the first time we went. And, I mean, it was clear water, but it wasn't, like, crystal clear. Like, I want to go somewhere where I can just literally see the bottom and see the fish and be able to just swim. Like, I went, we went on an excursion. It was, like, up to my waist. Yeah. I'm not happy with that. Can, want, so you're, let, let me ask you this. You're in waist-high water. Can you can you look down and see your feet? Yes. Okay. But say if I would have went, probably if it got deeper, I probably wouldn't have been able to. Okay. Gotcha. I just want. Do you know what I mean? Where did you go on your honeymoon? So we went down to Saint Lucia, which yeah. is it's way down there. Yeah. I mean Saint Lucia. I've seen it on the map, dude. It's it's just a how t- long of a flight was that? So we flew from Columbus to Miami, which was a long a long flight in and of itself, and then. From Miami down to St. Lucia was probably another three and a half hours. Shit. I so hate flying, It was flying, a long man. time in a plane. I hate flying. Yeah. We splurged. I mean, we got first class on the way down, not on the way back. Well, I mean, it's a honeymoon. You ought to. You deserve it. Right? So, yeah, but it was it was just unbelievable down there, dude. I mean. Was the water clear? It was. It was. I mean, we grew up, you know, swimming in pools. Friends had pools and things yeah. like this. I, I ain't kidding you. This water was clearer than pool water. See, that's what I need. It was unreal. That's what I need, man. Unreal. That's what I want. We went we went snorkeling one day. Now, let me ask you. I've always wanted to go snorkeling. Go ahead. How did they do it? Like, was it, was it, was it like deep, deep water? Like, did they just drop you off? Like, uh, you're making it sound sweet, but you're giving me this eye like, no, it wasn't like that. Like, could you stand up if you had to? I'm going to try to keep this short because this is just a story, but... We're at this posh, nice resort. You know, it's a, there's a lot of other honeymooners down there. It's excellent. I mean, we're out on the beach. We got people coming up. Hey, do you guys need anything here? Have a, have a cold towel, like stuff I'm not used to. Right. And this is probably three days in and Sammy and I, like we already decided, like we definitely want to go snorkeling at some point on this trip. Well, there are these guys just walking up and down the beach asking who wants to go snorkeling, who wants to go snorkeling. They look like they were like native to the island. So one day I was like, hey, you ready to go snorkeling today? We don't have anything else to do. She said, yeah, sure. So I walk up and I said, hey, we want to go snorkeling. What, you know, what, how much does it cost? When does the boat leave? Where's it at? Blah, you know, asking all those questions. He said, 25, 25 per person. 
twenty five per person, cash only. Awfully cheap. Yeah. So I said twenty five. That ain't bad. Whatever. Yeah. So I said, well, I don't have any cash with me right now. Do I need to run up to the room and get cash and bring it back? He's like, no, 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 no. We take you. You pay later. So I look back. I look back at Sammy. She's sitting up there under the umbrella. I said, I was waving her down. Come on, he's ready to take yeah, us. Let's roll. So. She comes walking down. We get in this. We get in this boat with this cat. Okay. It's him and one other guy. He, he, this guy is probably about fifty-five. Is he got a little helper, like a little henchman, in the boat with him? This dude's probably like twenty, twenty-one. I mean, he's pretty young looking. Yeah. And they're taking us, taking us in this little John boat with a motor on the back, around the edge of the the big. There's a big mountain, two big mountains on either side of our resort. He's taking us around the mountain to the right. So we don't know where we're going because the only thing we've seen on this island is what's between the two mountains. So he's taking us around there. We don't know where we're headed. These dudes don't speak very good English. We haven't paid them any money yet. And I'm just like on the way there. I'm just like, this was a mistake. These these cats are going to drive us out to the middle of the jungle here. They're going to shoot us. They're going to rob. They're going to rob us. And nobody's ever going to know we were missing. So I'm just like sweating it the whole time. Well, anyway, about ten minutes later, we get to this little cove. There's another little resort just like ours, but it's on the other side of the mountain. He uh he tosses us a couple of snorkels and a couple of masks. He says, "Here you go, go snorkeling." So I get, we get out of the boat, we get in the water, they take off, boat takes off, we don't know where they went. Left you? They left us there, we're hoping they're coming back to pick us up, but we don't know. So we get in the water, it's just me and her, like we're in this little cove, it's just uh, the two of us, nobody else is around. Did they give you the equipment? They gave us the equipment, Okay. they left the equipment with us, but we put, put the masks on, the snorkels on, and I'm telling you what man, the little, that little area they left us in was some of the most beautiful coral, some of the most tropical, beautiful fish I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, was the water deep? It got, it probably got 25, 30 foot deep. Okay, that's all surface. I need. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking over here when I think snorkeling. And of course, we're on the surface, but we can see the bottom clear as day. 30 feet of water, and we can see the bottom clear as day. Now, I've never been, so... Correct me if I'm wrong. When you're snorkeling, you don't have like no, you didn't have a life jacket or nothing, right? No, they didn't give us any life jackets. <laughs> okay. We didn't sign a waiver. We didn't. We didn't See, sign yeah. anything. Yeah, we you, haven't even. We haven't even paid these you guys. You was yet. into something. Yeah. So you're floating on top of the water. So you you have to swim to keep yourself on top. Yeah, and luckily her and I were we're both pretty good swimmers. Yeah, yeah. Um. So how hard was it to stay on the surface so you didn't get your uh? breathing device underneath the water and suck it in it wasn't too hard okay i mean like i said we're, we're decent swimmers so you know we just stayed on the surface kept the water out of the snorkel and really enjoyed it i yeah, mean we were out in. there i mean that's a bucket list for me man dude it was it was amazing we were out there swimming around for 45 50 minutes did just they come two, back just the two of us <laughs> did they ever they come did. back they did they came back and uh, we got in the boat where they took us right back to where we started from nicest guys in the world like we stopped on the way back and they said, Hey, you want a picture? You want a picture? Big like big mountains in the background. Yeah. So yeah, sure. So we gave them our phones and they were taking pictures of us. They knew we were on our honeymoon. Awesome, dude. They take us back. I said, dude, like I was so thankful we got back. I hadn't even paid these guys yet. I said, Stay right here. I'm running up to the room. I'll be right back. 
So I, you know, I ran up to the room, got some cash, brought it back down, paid these guys, tipped them big. And they were so thankful. Yeah. It was crazy. Crazy. Awesome. So <clears throat> with the vacations out of the way, I'm going to name off, Dylan, a few activities that I like to do in the summer. And if you hear something you want to talk about, just tell me to stop and we'll go right into it, okay? Sounds good. Fishing. You a fisherman at all? Occasionally. Yeah, me either. I'm not a big fisherman. What about camping? You a camper? I want to I want to start camping more. Okay, let's I, get into camping. I love camping. Now, when I say camping, I'm not like a a tent camper or a hiker. I like going to a state park with my buddy's boat. Say he he just got a boat, so he can go with us because he's got a, a boat and it's awesome. So, and then my other buddy, he's got a camper. So you could call me what you want. Yeah, I'm kind of a tag along, but but I love it. Okay, it's awesome. It's an awesome weekend. You get with a group of people and you go camping. You go to the lake. You have your bonfire. You have your cookout. All there in one place. I mean, you can't beat it. No, I mean that sounds like good time. But when I was thinking camping, I was thinking tent camping. Oh, absolutely. And I have a tent. I we do tent camping occasionally, but I would much rather be in a camper with some AC, man. I mean, what you just described to me sounds a lot cooler than camping in a tent. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> absolutely. It's way cooler than camping in a tent. Moving on. Um, four wheeler riding in the creek or side by side riding in the creek. Again, something that sounds like it'd be a a great time, but. I don't have a four-wheeler. Yeah, you know, side by side. When I was younger, I used to have, you know, all kinds of four-wheelers. I'd have a new one every freaking six months because I would just buy them and sell them for more money and buy a better one. I mean, that's just, that's kind of what we all did around here. But uh, I got out of the four-wheeler game, got into the side-by-side game, but it, it just sucked because, man, I lived in town. Like, I didn't have, if I wanted to ride it, I had to, you know, load it up or I kept it at my buddy's house. So I had to drive out to his place just to ride my own stuff. And it just, it just didn't get any fun anymore. So hopefully one day when we move out into the country somewhere and build a house, um, I'll get another four-wheeler side-by-side and actually be able to enjoy it. For sure. Shooting guns. That's a good time. Do you like that? That's a good time. Do you, do you have experience shooting guns? A little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Okay. I've, I've been to a, a couple of gun ranges. Have you? Yep. Interesting. I it's, didn't know that. It's been a few years. I didn't but, know that. You know, I've shot some shotguns, um, shot a little bit of trap in my day. Ooh. And then we got a Corey with a K over here and a and I we have a buddy that he's got some he's got some handguns and he's got a little house out in the country. We go out there, we've we've shot out there before with him and it's it's fun. It's a good time. Well, if either of you guys ever want to shoot trap, I know a buddy of mine, a real good buddy of mine, who's got his own trap house. Now he can throw them out. Yeah, I seen you perk up right there. He's got his own trap house. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've seen that. Some, I've, I've seen guys that have that. Someone will, someone will sit down there and throw trap to you know four or five of us to play a little game. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Now this is a topic that I think me and you can get down on because growing up in the summer, say we were sixteen and seventeen, we did this every day if we could. We would do it every day if we could. If we were free, we were packing up in the Civic turning on some Tupac or some Nas, driving down the freeway straight to the outside basketball court in our local town. We called it Triple Crown, but if you don't know, it's just an outside basketball court. 
and kids from the local schools all around the county would meet there at a certain time. And I'm telling you guys, when I say we had 30 people at that court at one time, I'm not exaggerating at all. It was the one of the best times of my life, honestly. Some good times, man. I remember like a lot of Saturdays and Sundays, it would be the guys that would show up there. It would seem like an SVC all-star kind of game. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? You got... You got two teams playing, and then you got like four teams waiting, waiting yep. on the side. Yeah, you got some some you know guys from the local city high school. They were there waiting, you know, waiting to play, or they were they were there playing. But dude, if you wanted a competitive game and it was the summertime and the wet and the sun was out, that was a place to be. Place I remember, be. I remember coming out of eighth grade, and I was going to be a freshman, and I hit this huge growth spurt. You probably remember this. I was I was a point guard in eighth grade, man. I was a little pipsqueak. I was probably like five foot eight. I was, I mean, I wasn't very tall. And I come in the summer, I just peak up. Over the spring and summer, I just peak. I get to like six one and a half, six two right away. And we go down there, and I have no idea because, you know, I'm just growing into my body. And you see me rebound a ball one time, and I just rebounded it. And after the game, you're like, dude, you got up on that rebound. I'm like, I mean, not really. Did I really? You're like, dude, you was up there. And you go, go out there and try to grab that rim. First time I've ever tried because I never knew I could do it, you know? You said, just go out there and just see how high you can jump. Try to grab that rim. And I just went out there and I hung on that son of a bitch so easy. And I surprised the shit out of myself. And that whole way home, you just kept looking at me. I just had a little smirk on my face. And you knew it. You knew it, didn't you? I don't remember that at all. You don't remember it? I don't remember Dude, that I remember at all. it like it was yesterday. I remember it like it was yesterday. That's good stuff, though. I, lo- I love it. Now, that was one of my favorite memories down there at Triple Crown. Um, no one really plays down there anymore. It's kind of sad. but uh, We should go down there and get it started again, the old-timers. Oh, man. I'm getting awfully old. That concrete will eat my, eat my <laughs> ass up. Um, what about golf? You know, it's, it's that time of year. You know what I miss? Uh, my buddy, he's got this uh, volleyball club, and he usually gets a uh, – golf outing going here in May and we, we were we were unable to do it this year and that's like you got the golf outing and then you got Memorial Day weekend that's like the spring and the summer for me and you know both of them are pretty much lost at this point because of the stupid ass COVID but I don't want to talk about that again but anyhow golf do you like you like you like playing golf right I do I played a couple years in high school and I love I love getting out with some buddies and golfing every now and then now but yeah, man, that that golf outing you're talking about, it was kind of I, I, me personally, I was never able to play because I had other commitments. But I heard it. I heard that was. Oh, it's a blast! I heard it was awesome. Yeah, it's a blast, man. There's so many freaking people there, and everybody knows each other. It's yep. just such a good time. Such yep. a good time. Hopefully, they can get it scheduled uh, later in the summer. And uh, I got a story about last year's golf outing. I'm terrible at golf, dude. I'm so lanky. I have no rhythm. I mean, my my stroke is terrible. So I go out there each year. I'm I mean I'm bad. People just laugh at me. Sometimes I miss on my drive, dude. I don't even hit the damn thing. So I go out there last year, and after a hole one, hole one I struggled, but then I got up on two, and I don't know what it is, but I just found out my rhythm the whole day. I just had it. It was like I was trying too hard the first time. Every time I played, it was like I was focused too hard, and I kept trying to swing too hard. It's such a mental game. Yeah, it's what it is. And I just went out there on hold two. I'm like, Clay, just 
just say fuck it one good time and just just don't worry about it. Just see where it goes. Right down Jersey's pussy. Right down the freaking fairway, dude. Down the pike. Dude, ask anybody that played on my team. They're like, I've never seen you play like this. It was all day, man. Out of nowhere. I was like, we had a we had a guy who went down to Shawnee State University and played on our team. And, you know, we played my drive. I guarantee out of 18 holes, we probably played my drive five or six of them. And that's unheard of for me. I mean, that's how golf is, though. You know, you get hot. It's kind of like baseball. You, you 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 get hot and you just you. Sometimes it's just drives. Yeah. Sometimes your drives are on. And everything yeah. else sucks. My my iron game that day was pretty damn good too. Well, sometimes it's your irons. Yeah. Like you can't hit anything off the tee. You can't just, putt anything. I just played my ass off. But your irons are on. And then other days it's like you're putting like the devil, but you can't do anything else. I mean, I don't mean to brag or nothing, but dude, everything was on. Oh my god. It was just clicking. Yeah, it was clicking. And uh, the reason I'm bragging right now is because I'll probably never be able to brag like that again, dude. I don't know what got into me. That's good stuff, though, man. All right, last but not least, this is my favorite thing to do during the summer. And I do this on my Myrtle Beach vacations. I just want to get a lawn chair. I want to get in my swim trunks, take my shirt off, put my bucket cap on because I'm bald and my head will get freaking sunburnt to hell. If I don't have my bucket cap on, put my sunglasses on, crack open an ice cold bush light, sit either poolside, poolside or on the beach and just just relax and turn on music. That's just I love doing it. Get some friends around you and just relax. Enjoy the weather by a pool or the ocean. That's my favorite thing to do all summer long. Let me ask you this. Say you're on the beach. Yeah. You got you know, you got your your cold beer chilling in your right hand. Yep. You got the bucket hat on. The yep. shirt's peeled. The sun's out. People on the sun's beach. out. Guns out. Sun's out. The guns are out. The music. Is that a make or break situation? I mean, say you got some, I don't know, some some country Taylor Swift bullcrap on there. I mean, fuck that shit. Okay. No. So you have a pre-made playlist. You know what you're listening to. I'll- I like to mix it up, but I can proudly say Taylor, Taylor Swift did not make the playlist. She didn't make the cut. No way in hell. When I'm sitting by a pool, I'm thinking, you know, a little summer jam. How about a little rock and roll? How about a little ACDC to crank it up? So this is something you thought about ahead of time. Yeah. Or you have an idea of I've what got, you want to listen I've to ahead of time. I've got Spotify playlist for this type of activity. Okay. I've got it made up. I'm not knocking on T-Swift, but like. When you're on the beach, there's certain kind of music you want to listen to. Yeah, I like I like a little pop on the beach, something to get you, get the vibe going. It don't have to be rock and roll. A little pop, I like a little pop every now and again. So, I'm a Spotify guy. Bruno Mars. Okay, I can get down with some Bruno Mars on the beach. I'm a Spotify guy, and we've had this Hilton Head trip this summer planned since last October, and I've been building a playlist specifically for. The beach, when we're on the beach in Hilton Head, is that something that you do? I mean, is No, that- I've, I've never specifically made a beach playlist, but most of my songs that I have saved on my phone, I've probably got, you know, 150, 200 of them. I can set up a shuffle that morning if I want to. I don't, you know, like you said, I don't specifically make a playlist, no. But I respect that. I respect the hell out of it, man. I'm a big music guy, and I respect it. I got music 
I got music for the beach of that trip for yeah, that trip. I, I got music do. for the plane <laughs> on that trip. I got music for car rides on the way to and from restaurants on that trip, dude. Like I'm ready. Bring it. Bring it on. I'm ready. I respect it. End of conversation. Moving on. Now a listener sent this question in and it falls into our segment of summer. So let me try to get to it here. This is from Abby. With summer nearly here, is it best to start early and day drink the entire day or start in the evening and drink all night? I see pros and cons to both, but I'm curious as to your take on it. What would the sip and serve guys do? You throwing that one my way first? <sighs> you know what? I think I ought to take the first first stab at this one. Because my 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 answer is pretty simple. And I'm basing this not on all you listeners. I'm basing it strictly on myself. Okay. So take it, take it for what it's worth. Me personally, my philosophy is if you don't start drinking early, you can't drink all day. I mean, that's that's my philosophy. A weekend comes around. I'm Saturday during the summer and it's 80 degrees and sunny. I'm day drinking 100%. I'm either going to the bar, I'm sitting outside on the patio, I'm getting my day started, and then we're moving on from there. In my years, I've been training for this matter, okay? I feel like with my special set of skills, my body right now is in the right type of shape to conquer the day drinking method and still survive the night. It's nothing for me on a Saturday to start drinking, let's say, around noon and make it till 4 a.m. in the morning. I mean, that's that's almost a typical Saturday for me in the summer, okay? Knowing, if I don't have plans on a Sunday, that is. Knowing what I know about you, if it was anybody else, I might call bullshit. But knowing what I know about you, I'm a, I believe you. Yeah. I, I take what you're saying as truth. It, oh, it is the truth. Now, granted, granted. Take it with a grain of salt, but I'm not sitting there taking shots throughout the day. I'm not sitting there filling up a bong all day long and just chugging beers. That's not what I do. I'm just a casual beer drinker throughout the whole day. And when I say I'm casual drinking, I'm still putting away a shit ton of beer. I'm talking from a noon to a 4 a.m. all day rager. I mean... 30 packs not off the not off the char. I mean I'm I mean I'm not I mean I'm not kidding when I say that. That's that's what's impressive about it. I mean, you think about it, dude. From noon to four, that's 16 hours, am I right? I mean, that's 16 hours worth of drinking. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 16 hours. So I mean, it's not very many beers an hour, you know? You're just stretching it out. A little under little under two an hour. Yeah. Okay. So my, um, what I do is don't push it, eat throughout the day and don't push your limits throughout the day. Make sure you're capable to make it throughout the night as well. That's my answer. So basically you, you approach summer day and night drinking like an endurance race, right? It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. If you want to make it now, listen, if you don't want to, if you, if you got something to do the next day, 
I mean, it's fine to get your buzz on until, you know, 10 o'clock at night and then you're in bed by 10, 30, 11, and then you're okay to wake up at 8 a.m. and do something on Sunday. I'm saying if you don't have nothing to do on Sunday and you can stay up till 4 a.m., endurance race. Endurance. So you know what your pace is and you, you're pretty good about sticking to that pace. Now, if, yeah, if I, if I feel like I need, say I start in the evening, say my first, I got something to do Saturday and my first beer is at 7 or 8 p.m., I got some catching up to do, okay? I'm not doing the beer and a half or two beers an hour. I mean, it's, it's hammer time. Let's, let's throw a six-pack down in an hour and let's get rolling. Okay. What do you think? So for me, and I've tried both. I've tried day drinking. I've tried sticking to just drinking in the evenings. I'm not a good day drinker. What, what I've found is I'm not a good day drinker. I, I don't know if it's pacing. I don't know if it's a pacing issue, if it's a food, if I'm not eating enough during the day. But typically, if I start drinking, theoretically, if I start drinking around noon, I'm ready for bed about 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And it's probably because I'm not doing it the right way. I need a coach is what I need. I need you to coach me. Like me and you just need to hang out, just the two of us. And you need to coach me through a Saturday in the summertime of day drinking. I think if that happened, I'd be a lot better at it. But I'm not. I've never really been a good day drinker. Well, I'm going to branch off what you just said. Um, As your coach, you like to drink a lot stronger stuff than beer. And that could be your problem. I mean, I know you I know you enjoy a beer. I know you enjoy, you know, uh what are those Corona things you like? Premiums. Is that like a seltzer? Or is that a beer? So Corona has a seltzer. Okay. But Corona Premium is basically like a Mick a Mick Ultra, oh, okay. but, but the Corona version. Okay, so let's just say seltzers, you know. They're a lot stronger. These uh, White Claws nowadays, hell, man, them things are 5%. You guzzle a few of them down, they taste like water. I mean, you're feeling pretty freaking good. And you got all that sugar in your system. That sun's going to eat your ass up. It's going to make you tired. That's why I just like to stick to a nice cold beer. See, that's why you have the insights that nobody else I know has. I'm saying. So that's what I need. That's what I need. I need that insight. Practice makes perfect, brother. Yeah. So, did you answer the question? So, any, I guess my answer would be, I'm an I'm an evening drinker. Like, I'm an evening and night drinker. Like, let's drink until it gets late, but day drinking, not uh, so much. I'm good. I'll start, you know, I'll start 8, 9 o'clock. Okay, Abby. Um, I hope the sip and serve guys answered that question pretty well for you. Okay. Moving on to our next segment. This is something that we like to call our top five. Top five, top five, top five. We will randomly select a topic and give our top fives on that topic. On today's show, we're going to give you our top five worst places to take a shit. <laughs> I'm going to start us off and I'm going to start out. We say top five, but we're always going to give a six man. The one that didn't make the cut coming off the bench. First guy off the bench. First guy off the bench. My sixth man, worst place to take a shit while hunting in a tree stand. Okay. I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm a big hunter, but I enjoy it. I enjoy hunting. And when you hear your stomach gargle and you're sitting up there, you're trying to be quiet and you're just like, man, this is not happening right now because you're trying to be quiet. You don't want to move a lot. You don't want to make no noise. The deer can hear you. And then if you got to poop, 
you have to get down out of the tree. Your ladders are squeaking. You got to be quiet. And that's not quiet at all. And then you have to get down and you got to crunch through the leaves. You got to go find a tree to lean up on. And it's, it's just not an ideal situation. Okay. All hunters who are hearing this right now, they're like, oh man, this guy's, this guy knows, this guy knows what he's talking about because it sucks. That's my sixth man. What do you I can't say I've ever been there because I've never been in a tree stand. Yeah. But makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's not fun. So my sixth man off the bench, first guy off the bench, emergency room bathrooms. Can't say I've ever done that. Well, I just know that if you're in an emergency room, all emergency rooms have a bathroom available. And I just feel like if you're forced to use that bathroom, I mean, you got all kinds of people sitting in that emergency room that have God knows what wrong with them. All kinds of germs, you know, spreading around. You go in there, you're bound to pick up something. Now, I know that they did hospitals do their best to keep those places clean, but I'm going to avoid that that bathroom at all costs. So, number six off the bench. First guy off the bench, emergency room bathroom. Now, is that a is that your room that you're assigned to, or is that a public restroom? That's when you're sitting in the waiting room. Okay, okay. You're in the waiting yeah. room. They're coming. You're waiting on them to come yes. out and get you. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. there's that that bathroom right there that anybody yeah. waiting there can use. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah. I got you. All right. My number five. Now you're going to have to visualize this for me because we've probably all been there. I've never personally had to do this, but I've had teammates have to do this during a game, say basketball game during a football game. Let's just use those. You're playing in a high school basketball or football game and you have to sub yourself out of the game. You're like waving down the coach like, hey, like I need to come out. He's like, well, what's the matter? We need you out there. Come on, kid. We need you out there. And you're like whispering in his ears like, coach, I got to take a shit. Get me out of here. And you take off You take off running back to the locker room. So the fans in the crowd, they're all sitting there like, what's he doing? Like if you're the starting point guard or you're the quarterback. Did he twist his ankle? Yeah. Are you, you're, he's not limping or nothing. What the hell's wrong with him? And then you got your mom up there in the crowd, and she's whispering to your teammates, well, mom, you know, Clay, He's had stomach issues this whole week. Uh, he's probably just in there taking a the poop. He'll be fine. He'll be back in a little bit. You know, how embarrassing is that? Okay. I mean, honestly, you're subbing yourself out. You're running across the court. You're going to the locker room for five minutes. You come back out and everybody's just looking at you like, yep, he just had to take a shit. <laughs> That's my number five during a basketball game. Solid. So my number five, I'm going to preface it with a little story. So we were, uh, we were on a houseboat down in Lake Cumberland. You were there. You were. You, you might remember once I get into this this story. But uh, there was one toilet on the whole houseboat, and uh, this was like eight nine in the morning on a Sunday morning. So the night before got you know a little wild, uh, and for whatever reason, the one toilet on the houseboat was on the fritz. Not sure what was going on with it. But uh, I woke up, and I mean, you, you people know the feeling. You, you got an unpen, you got an unstoppable force in your gut, and nothing on God's green earth is going to slow this thing down. So, you know, I get up out of bed. I uh, 
I head down there to the, the bathroom and there's this sign taped on the door. It says out of order. So I'm like, well, you know, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I assess my options. I could dive out there in the water and lay one on the floor of Lake Cumberland. <laughs> Are you all right? Are dude, you all right down there? Dude, you, you remember how you said at the beginning of this that you might remember this story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Okay. <laughs> Just That's why I'm laughing. Continue. So, like I said, I kind of assessed my options. I realized I wasn't a lake dump kind of guy, not, not in the water at least. So, the only other option was we were anchored down in a little cove, back in a little cove, and... The boat was on dry land. I mean, we could get off the back of the boat, and there was this rocky hillside, you know, up the back of the boat. So I went up there. I, you know, nobody was awake yet on the boat. There probably 15 people on the boat. I go up about halfway up this hillside so nobody on the first floor could see me. And that's where I let it lie. I just, you know, I let it go right there. Um, no toilet paper. Uh, just laid it down and did you wipe your ass? I didn't, I, I didn't have time to take anything with me. So you just, so you just, did you jump in the lake and no, wash? no, I didn't. I walked back down afterwards. Bow legged. So it's not squishing I, everywhere. I, <laughs> I did the waddle yeah. back yeah. down Yeah, and, uh, you know, I opened the bathroom door. It wasn't locked or anything. I yeah. opened the bathroom door, got some toilet paper and but uh, it was nasty, dude. It looked like um, it looked like baby food, and uh, I just I took a big rock and I just put the rock over top of it so nobody would, you know, step in it or anything. If anybody was walking up that that hillside, but anyway, then my number five place worst place to take a take a shit, rocky hillsides, okay. rocky hillsides. Don't well, do it. I'm going to add a little bit to your story here. Uh, the reason that that bathroom was shut down is because I'm not sure who it was, but someone laid it down big time in that bathroom. And let's just say it didn't go all the way down. That's all I'm going to say about that. My number four, my number four is in a camper, in a camper. Okay. So I'm going to just listeners, put yourself in my place. Most people go camping in warm weather seasons. So we're talking May through September. Okay. So we can get pretty hot May through September. So let's just say it's midsummer. It's 90 degrees outside and the sun is hot. You go into a camper bathroom. These things are usually tiny. I mean, they're small. They're small places. There's enough for a small single shower and a toilet. These toilets are so damn low to the ground, my long-ass legs are smashed up against the sink in the cabinet. So I'm huddled down. Imagine me. I'm huddled down, and my legs are smashed up. I'm not comfortable at all. It's super hot because in a camper, there's a vent up top, and there's no air conditioning coming through, and there's just this vent, and that sun is beating down on my bald head. So if one... I'm in a confined small space. My stomach hurts. 
And now this sun is just beating on my bald head. So I'm sweating and I'm not comfortable. So then I go to reach for the toilet paper when I'm finished. And I'm in such a small space. My elbows, I got long arms. So I'm swinging left. I'm swinging right. My knees are rubbing the cabinet. And my elbows are hitting the side of the wall when I'm reaching for this toilet paper. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm mangled in this freaking camper bathroom. That sounds miserable. No, it is. And the worst part about it is these camper toilets, there's no water in the bowl. So everything you put in that toilet, you're leaving streaks all the way down the toilet. And then... If you want to be courteous, because it's usually not my camper, I got to, you know, get the toilet paper and I got to wipe down the toilet. You know, it's just, it's, it's all around a freaking disgusting experience. I'm sweating. My ass cheeks are pouring sweat on this freaking little toilet. I got streaks in the toilet. I got scars on my elbow and my freaking knees. Number four in a camper. I'm done. That's a solid, that's, that sounds awful. Have you ever done it? I've never done it. Okay. Well, I haven't spent a ton of time in campers in my life. Okay. But that sounds it's, just it's, absolutely terrible. It's not fun. So my number four, uh, I think Roll Rolski, you'll uh, agree with me on this. We like our hole-in-the-wall bars. Oh, God. Absolutely, dude. Who doesn't love a good hole-in-the-wall bar, right? I can appreciate it. I mean, we got several in the area. That are actually good bars. Like good bars. Oh, good like, bars. I would rather go to probably one of them. Now, not to eat. We're not talking eating. We're just talking getting a few drinks, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. This I'm a with pla- you. A place to spend a late Friday, Saturday night. I'm with you. Absolutely. Go, go in there like 10, 30, 11. I mean, there's several that we frequent, right? So Yes. My number four is, and I love those places, love them to death. But my number four is a hole-in-the-wall bar, bathroom, especially if it's late at night, like let's say after midnight. Okay. So you go, you go to one of those bathrooms in a hole in the wall bar. Typically it's one stall in the, in the men's restroom, at least it's one stall, one urinal. Am I wrong? That's basically, that's basically it. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. What's the point of them? You're already in a hole in the wall. It's a small bar. Why do they need a big bathroom? They, they don't care. They don't. Yeah, they don't care. They don't at all. No. If I was them, I wouldn't want a big, b- bigger bathroom anyway. No, either. you want a bigger bar. Right. People aren't there to take a shit. All they're there is you want them there to drink. Correct. So let's say it's past midnight. So you're going to have several people using that bathroom from the time the bar opens until midnight. Well, chances are... When the urinal was occupied, somebody else used the stall to go number one, Mm -hmm. right? Chances are it was several people. And chances are those several people were somewhat inebriated. So they may or may not have thought to lift the seat. So anyway. Or say they didn't lift the seat and you said they were inebriated. I think you might have getting ready to say this, but it popped into my mind. They probably don't have the best aim at that point either. Am I correct? Oh, I mean, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, it's on the walls. That's not even a stretch. It's on the floor. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's like a bomb went off in there. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, that's disgusting to, to walk into a place like that. I mean, if you got to go, you got to go. But if I have any any choice, any 
say in the matter whatsoever. I ain't using that bathroom. Forget it. Me I'm, either. I'm going. I'm going up the street. I'm. I'm doing something else. So, my number four hole in the wall bar bathroom, especially if it's late at night. Good pick. Good pick. I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't think of that. It's a pretty good pick. My number three. You kind of went about this earlier, but mine's a little different. Um, I'm just going to say strictly while you're boating. Okay, you're boating. And like I said earlier in the pod, I'm going to be going to Norris Lake. And if you've never been to Norris Lake, this thing is huge. You can get lost on this lake. It's so big. Is it? It's in Kentucky, correct? Wrong. That would be Cumberland. So it's northern Tennessee. Yeah, it's in Tennessee. Okay. Um, so I'm going to this big old lake, and there's going to be, I don't know, I think I said 14 of us, and we're all going to be on the same boat because this is a pretty big boat. And so... What do you do if you're out in the middle of this lake and you're, I mean, this is so big. I mean, you might have to travel to be able to get somewhere to, you know, be able to successfully take a deuce. So I got it numbered here. Number one, this is what you got to think about. You're either moving close to land somewhere and you're swimming to shore, kind of like you did and climb the Rocky Mountain to find a tree to lean up against and take a shit on the shore. But you can't get that boat close enough, so you're going to have to swim. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of the worst feelings is if you get out of the shower and your butt crack's wet, and you sit on that toilet and you take a, you take a shit, and you try to wipe it, and it's soaking wet, and their toilet paper just gets soaked and it don't even work. That's, well, that's a bad feeling. But in this, in this, you know, I'm on, I don't have nothing to wipe with. Is that what you're going to say? I don't have uh, toilet paper up there. What I was going to say is I remember when I ran seventh grade track, the one and only year I ran track, I was I was in the I was a miler, so I ran the mile sixteen hundred, yeah. and I remember I was pinching one hard before the sixteen hundred, and I thought that was the worst feeling in the world. I thought you were going to say something about having to swim to shore with that same feeling oh, no. being no. In the worst. Feeling I was more I'm more worried about my body being wet and having it come out because okay. that's just not comfortable. Okay, so I'm swim. You're either you. Number one, you can swim to shore and find a tree, and I I don't want to do that. Number two, you can be that guy who makes the driver of the boat dock up at a marina, so he's gonna have to drive you if you can make it and go all the way back into the marina. And on this lake, the marinas are all the way in the back of a cove, so you got to go super slow in a no wake zone to get there. So these people are pissed off at you. They want to be out enjoying the boat. And now you got to go back to the marina. Takes forever for you to be able to take a shit. Can't gun the engine at all. No, nothing. Got to just pretty much float No, there. yeah, you're floating there. It's basically a putt. That's number two. Or number three, and this has got to be the worst decision of all, but if you got to do it, you got to do it. Bite the bullet and just poop in the water. Bite the bullet and just poop in the water. Have you ever done it? I've never done it, but I'm glad you asked. I've heard horror stories of people having to do it. I've heard people say that they've shit in the water before. And dude, I can't imagine it. Think about it. You're pulling down your swimming trunks. You're pulling your knees up. Everybody in the boat's watching. Everybody in the boat's probably just seeing these floaters come up. And you better hope, you better hope that the wind's blowing and the water's moving. Because if not, them floaters are touching you. And I'm telling you, I'm not having that. What's yours, number three? My number three is pretty simple. It's just porta potties, porta potties in general. Yeah, disgusting. I mean, 
unless it's an isolated porta potty that's been put there for a specific group of people for a specific event. Any place where there's multiple porta potties, like a concert, for example, they're all nasty. You know they're all going to be nasty. Mm -hmm. So avoid those at all costs. That's my number three porta potties. Back to you for number two. Your number three is pretty simple, but it's freaking true. Disgusting, man. Disgusting. I've never used one. No, I haven't either. And there's a reason. Actually, you know what? I have used one. I have used a porta potty to take a poop before, but it was a clean porta potty, believe it or not, because it was in a housing development that was being built. Like they were making the roads. And I was on a job is when I was a locator. So I was locating underground utilities and I had to go. Was it off by itself? Yeah. It was you just, see? It was just out in the middle the of the The ones that are off by itself, sometimes they're clean. Yeah, they were nice. It was but nice. If they're clustered. The only person who probably ever used it was just the construction workers that were there. And they kept it nice because why? Because they had to use it every day. Right. So I used it and I didn't mind it, although it was very hot. When they're clustered, though, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, forget about forget it. Forget it. Number two. Um, episode one, I talked about me being a uh, big NBA guy. So I'm going to use that as an example here. You're at a pro basketball game. Okay. You're in a big ass stadium. There's 20,000 people in there. And listeners, if you've ever been to a big game, just think of any game, high state football game, doesn't matter. People are always waiting in line to go into these bathrooms at these games. I mean, you're there hardly ever can you just walk right in and pee without waiting in line. So what I'm saying is think about, like you said earlier, in the uh, crowded stalls, in, a, in, the, uh, in the bar. These guys, they don't care. They're, they're drinking beer at these games. They're going in these stalls. They're whipping it out, and they're just pissing everywhere. Okay? So that's one reason I don't want to do it. And two, there's so many people around, dude. I get I get I get stage fright, you know? You just if you gotta go in there and deuce and then you got fifteen other people in the stalls beside you, and then you got a thousand people walking in and out of that place, and then you get people banging on your door because they really gotta piss and you're hogging it because you're shitting. I mean, first of all, it's annoying and it's disgusting. It's annoying for other people, and it I mean, I don't wanna do it. I mean, think about how many people have used that toilet over the years. Oh. Is that is I mean, can you can you relay on that? I can. I can get down with that. Oh, dude, it's that's my number two big time sporting events. Word. I would throw concerts in there as well. No, I mean it's the same thing. Yeah, indoor concert. Yeah, I mean it's the same exact thing. Disgusting. Okay, that's a good one. So my number two is. Uh, well, before I get into my number two, Rolski, let me ask you first. I don't think you have, but have you ever been in New York City? Never. Okay. Well, my man over here, Corey with the K, I know he's been in New York City. Corey, you've been in New York, haven't you? Yep, I went once. I think you went, I think we went together on that trip, correct? Yep. Okay, so you are you are familiar with the New York City subway system. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so uh, my now wife was living in Manhattan when we first started dating, so... I probably went and visited her while she was living in Manhattan. I'm going to say five or six times, five or six different times. And kind of the way I did that was I was terrified to drive in Manhattan. So I would park in New Jersey somewhere in some parking garage. And then I would take a subway into Manhattan and then, you know, get a taxi or an Uber or whatever. And we, we would meet up. But anyway, 
I'm familiar with the New York subway system. And, you know, you'd be standing there waiting for a subway and you'd see, you'd look down in, at the tracks and you'd see these rats as big as raccoons around here just walking around. You'd see cockroaches on the benches behind you. I mean, it was disgusting. You had homeless people living in those stations. I mean, for a kid that's from small town, Southern Ohio, to go and see that, it was just like a complete culture shock, right? So anyway, I walked into one of these bathrooms one time at these New York subway stations, and there was the one that I, the, the one time I did this, the one bathroom I walked in, there were two homeless guys living in there. I saw two rats and three cockroaches in the bathroom. Luckily, I only had to go number one. So I did my I did my business, didn't even bother washing my hands and got the hell out of there. But I asked my wife, I said, is that is that the norm at these subway bathrooms, these public bathrooms at these subway stations? She said, yeah. I mean, among New Yorkers, people that live in New York, it's a known thing. You don't you don't use those bathrooms. You stay out of there because you don't know what you're, you know, you walk into one of those things. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what you're going to see. So by number two, New York subway bathrooms. Forget about it. I would like to say a little something about that, Dylan, but I've never experienced it. So I'm just going, you killed that one. Um. Number one, the grand finale of them all. My number one. I'm going to start by saying that I've never actually done this. I've only went number one in this type of bathroom. But usually there's two bathrooms to accommodate, let's say, I don't know, 150 to 200 people. Okay. These bathrooms are kind of like a camper, but not really. Because... You're 36,000 feet in the air. I don't want to take a shit on an airplane. I don't know about you, but I don't want to take a shit on an airplane. Because, like I said, there's 150 other people that need to use this bathroom. If they have to. And if you're on a long flight, you don't want to be that guy to blow that toilet up and ruin the plane ride for everybody else for the rest of that flight because Dude. they're going to give you that look and they're going to look at you and they're going to be like that motherfucker. I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be it. So that's my number one. And the only, the thing that I can think of that comes to my mind when I think about this, I know it didn't happen in this movie, but it just, it just makes me laugh every time. Tommy boy, when he's changing his clothes in that bathroom and he's beating around and he gets his tie stuck in the toilet. Like it's so small, it's kind of like the camper. You're just beating around in there, and then you're 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 giving it number two. You're giving her hell in there, and you open the you open that door up, and it just hits the whole cabin, and then people just look at you and they are so pissed. And everybody knows it's you. Everyone, because they see you walk out. Yeah, it didn't stink before, and this little skinny guy just went in there and just freaking blew this thing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my number one. Oh, that's solid. You like that? Solid. So, my number one, I got a little bit of a story with it, just real quick. Um, I was dating this girl. I started dating the, I started dating this girl. Uh, it was like August. I had already graduated college. She was about to enter her senior year of college. So, 
We started dating over the summer. She goes off to college. Probably about a month later, I go and visit her at her college. Okay, she's got three other roommates in this house that she lives in. I'm up there at the house visiting her. And I get up there and, you know, we visit for a couple hours and things are great. All of a sudden, I feel something start to kind of brew. Something, something's percolating. You know, you know that everybody knows that feeling. Oh, it is the worst. Yeah. So, um, I know, and I know it's coming and I know it's unavoidable, but you know, it's her and three of her roommates and there's only one bathroom in the whole house. Uh, right. So like, what do you do? Uh, yeah. What do you do? <laughs> you go, you go. Oh yeah. They all know it. They, they all know it's you. Right. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you open the door, it's over with. Just like the airplane. Exactly. Same thing. Except we're talking about a smaller cabin than, a, than an airplane. Yeah. Right? So I pretend like I get really, really hungry all of a sudden. And I say, I got to dip. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hungry. I need a snack. I'm going to head down to the subway that's right down the street. Because I passed the subway on the way there. I knew there was a subway like three houses down. So I leave and I go to the subway. I use the subway's bathroom. Come back. Everything's good. Well, like the next day, you know, because I stayed the, stayed the weekend. Next day, same thing happens. I go to the subway. Come back. Whatever. Sunday, next day, same thing happens. I go to the subway, come back. So these, these her and her roommates, you know, they're like, this dude really... He, he goes to Subway in an odd amount of time. So this guy loves Subway or what? Yeah, like what does he? He's going to Subway at ten in the morning. Like what's going on? He, does he love Subway that much? Like what was we, that? Speaking of Subway, what was that guy's name that got arrested? Jared Fogle. I was about to say, is, he's, they're probably thinking, is this guy on the Jared diet or what? Yeah, like so. It was awkward, dude. Like so, I guess. I say that to say this. My number one is after you have just started dating somebody, the worst place to take a dump is where they live and where they spend most of their time. Such a good answer. So that's what the subway story was for to illustrate that fact. Dude, great answer. So I avoided it. I avoided it for that entire weekend. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, that wraps up my top five. Hold on, guys. Let me interject here. I got one you guys didn't think of. What about in your pants? <laughs> Wait, what? In your pants. Shit in your pants is what he's saying. Yeah. I can't believe you guys didn't get that one because that one's going to be one of the worst ones. Like drop a deuce like, in your own drawers. Yeah, like you're driving and you're like, like say in the morning or something, you're going to work and it, it hurts so bad your stomach and you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And I mean, it happens. I mean, I haven't happened personally, but I don't know how you guys haven't had it in it's, your pants. Okay. I'm going to interject here. There was this one time, there was this one time that I was at one of our family dinners at my wife's parents' house. And it's probably seven miles away from my house on the way home. Oh man. It hit me like a freaking brick shit house in my stomach. <laughs> And I'm telling you, I was about four miles out from my house and I started sweating. It got so bad. I had to roll down the window. I had to cross my leg. So I was literally hitting the gas with my left foot instead of my right because I had to clench my butt cheek so hard. 
and I was sweating all the way home and I was telling her like, I might do this. I might have to do this right here, right now. It's, it might just happen. So I finally got home and I have this basement door that leads almost directly to my bathroom. I barely, and when I say barely got that door open, I got to that toilet, boys, I'm not kidding you. It started coming out before I even sat down. Yeah. So Corey says in your pants, I barely made it that time. So if I would have had to do that in my car, would have been the most uncomfortable thing in the world. I would imagine. All right. So with that being said, are we ready to move on, boys? You good, Dylan? You good with your top five? I'm good. Now we're going to get into the staple of our podcast, the listener questions and the question of the week. Don't forget to send in your questions to try to win the title of question of the week and be featured at the end of the show. Now I'm going to kick it over to Corey with a K and he's going to read the questions and then we're going to get to the feature of the show, the question of the week. All right. The first question comes from Caitlin. Do you believe in superstitions? Did you have a routine for game day that you were convinced had to happen for you to be on your game for the night? Dylan, I think I'm going to take a stab at this one. Is that all right? Go ahead. Um, I absolutely believe in superstition. And any of my teammates that I've ever had from high school to college even can uh, fend for me on this one. I like to keep the same routine going for a lot of things, especially on the basketball side. Ever since I can remember, uh, my game day routine was always the same before a game. Enter the locker room early put on my uniform, get the red iPod Nano out, and play my pregame warm-up playlist. Now, this playlist was always the same old songs. It barely changed. I mean, I added a few from, you know, when I high school to college. I mean, I added a few that I liked. But other than that, the playlist was just straight killer, and I never changed it. It was always the same songs. I listened to the music while I was stretching, all high school and all college, I had the same stretching routine. Never changed. And, I mean, that was a big part of my pregame warm-up. I had, to, I had to stretch. And I found it weird that some of my teammates never stretched. Dylan, did I – I mean, did, did you stretch a lot before a game? I didn't stretch a lot. I mean, I we got out there, we did the layup lines, we got, the, we got our shots up, and then I, I would stretch a little bit. But, like, pre-taking the floor – Yeah, pregame. I wouldn't stretch a whole lot. Dude, I stretched. I guarantee it was at least 15, 20 minutes straight of just straight getting my body ready for battle. I, in retrospect, I wish I would have, but, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I did it. It was even before practice. I mean, I stretched. It was the iPod and stretching. I already got the uniform on, got the warm ups on. And, uh, I always, I always saved one last song. And if I didn't listen to this song, before going out onto the court, I just felt like it wasn't right. Like if I if my iPod died or um, I forgot it that night, I just I just wasn't right in the head. And I wasn't in the right mind state to go out there and feel like I could play my best that night. And uh, this song always, always got me in my feels and I was always ready. And I saved it when that clock, right before that buzzer went off, I saved it. For the last three minutes and that song dylan my man dg introduced to me on the way to triple crown nas hate me now and i can tell you i can tell you right now that 
whenever I listen to this song, if I wasn't blotchy by the end of it, my ass wasn't ready to play. And, and Dylan, you can fend for me on this. Let, let me kind of, for the listeners that aren't aware of what blotchy means, I mean, my boy Rolski over here, if he got blotchy, then basically what, what would happen is his skin, like around his shoulder area, collar like collarbone area, up around the neck, like up around the backs of his ears, it would just get red all of a sudden. Like he was breaking out in hives almost. Like he was just getting really, really nervous and really, really psyched about something. I don't know. But basically we called that, hey, you're getting blotchy. So there you go. And you guys always picked on me when I got blotchy. But I always tried to tell you guys, if I'm not blotchy, I'm not ready to go. So seeing this blotchiness on me, this should this should tell you that I'm I'm here and I'm 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 ready to fucking play tonight, okay? Don't worry about me. I'm not gonna pass out. I'm not gonna start breaking down knives. You know, my blood pressure's fine. Let's go. What about you, Dylan? So I'm not like an extremely superstitious person, but I did have some superstitions when it came to game day uh, back in high school. Um one of them was anytime we had a home game, like I would be at my house and before I like drove up to the gym to watch the end of the freshman game and the JV game and then get ready for our game, I would have to eat a Michelina's frozen microwavable chicken Alfredo meal. <laughs> it had to be Michelina's and it had to be chicken Alfredo. But, you know, you, you peel the corner, you put it yep. in the microwave for two minutes, and, and it's done. There, there you go. But it had to be chicken Alfredo. Um, my mom kind of started that tradition, but, you know, I just needed to have that in order to feel prepared for the game. So that was one thing. Um, the second thing was when I was getting dressed for the game. So the way that I got dressed was kind of a superstition. When I put my socks on, the right foot always had to come before the left foot. The right leg of the shorts always had to come before the left the left leg. The right leg of the warm-up pants always had to come before the left leg. The right ankle brace always came before the left ankle right brace. Right before left, yes. every time. Right before left and everything, basically. There was that, and then there was also, this kind of started my junior year, but junior and senior year both, I had to have the same sweatband. It was a black Nike sweatband, and I wore it above on my left arm, above my left elbow, like on my left bicep. And I had to wear the same one every game. Home, away, it didn't matter. Same one every game. I had a different one that I wore during practices. It wasn't as nice, but I wore that one during practices, and then I had the same Nike one that I wore before uh, games, home and away. So anyway, just just a couple of superstitions I had. Thanks for the question, Kate. Go ahead, Corey. Our next question is from, it was actually last week's question of the week winner, Austin. And his question again is, out of your favorite sports movies, which coach would you want to play for the most? I'm going to take the lead again on this one, Dylan, if you don't mind. Is that all right? Go for it. Okay. I just want to get this off my chest, Austin. 
You were on top last week in episode one. Just let this be a lesson learned. I know you wanted it again, but if you want to stay on top and have the question of the week, you're going to have to bring it. You're going to have to bring the heat every single week. You have to bring it harder than this. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a bad question, though. Not it's interesting. All. Not at all. It's interesting. So uh, I've been thinking about it. So as you guys know, I'm a huge basketball guy. So if I had to pick one, I'd say Norman Dale from Hoosiers. Okay, there's not a guy that I would rather go out there and fight for other than the legend, Monk Roll. Norman Dale, if it's, if it's not Monk Roll, it's Norman Dale. How about that? What you got, Dylan? So when I think about the, the best coaches of sports movies that I've ever seen, some of the names that come to mind are uh, Gordon Bombay. Mighty Ducks. Oh, dude, I thought about putting him. I really did. I thought about it. Okay. Irv Blitzer. Cool runnings. Uh, Jimmy Dugan. A League of Their Own. That's, How about... That's, uh, that's Monk's favorite movie, dude. He loves he loves himself some Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> How about Lou Brown? Major League. Okay. Now we're starting to roll, boys. <laughs> uh... And then I, coach, trainer, whatever you want to call him, Mickey Goldmill, Rocky. Okay? So I think about some of those, and I just, I don't know. There was one that stuck out to me, and I promise you, listeners, that Rolski and I did not discuss these before we started recording tonight. But my number one was Norman Dale. Coach Norman Dale from Hoosiers. And I have a few reasons for picking Coach Dale, and they are that he didn't take players' crap, okay? He dismissed one player from practice right at the beginning of the – as soon as he took the job, he said, just get out. You, you, you can't play for me. And he just, you know, get lost. I respect that. Another thing I liked about Coach Dale is he did not care. He did, he did not care what people in the community thought about him. He just, he was going to do his thing. You don't like it? I don't care. And I, I respect that. And then the last thing was he ran a very structured offense. Every player had a job to do. The four-pass offense, I, I respect that. I get it. I get what he was trying to accomplish with that. Just a, a guy that I would really like to play for. Coach Norman Dale, Hoosiers, boom. Two great minds thinking alike. Next question. All right, it comes from Nick. Being the beer drinkers that we are, what is your take on men drinking wine? Dylan. I'll take it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to think about this one because, yeah. So, first of all, I mean, I, I don't really feel like I'm in a position to judge what kind of alcohol other men consume. Yeah, me either. I mean, that's, that's kind of why I didn't want to just splurt something out without thinking about what I was going to say. Right. But keep going. To each their own, you know. If yeah. you want to drink wine, hey, you do you. Yeah, and drink wine if you want to. If you don't want to drink any any alcohol, you do you. You know, it's up to you. I mean, you're, you know, you're a man just like me. But uh, if, if we want to dig a little bit deeper, then I guess 
On the surface, I have no real issue with men drinking wine, especially if they're slapping the bag. I mean, especially if they're slapping the bag. Uh, oh, I was introduced to slapping the bag back in college. You know, you got that box of wine. Well, hey, let's crack open that box. Let's pull the bag one out of there and let's start slapping it around a little bit. So slapping the bag, that's a tradition and I'm down with it. Um, you know, that was, <laughs> that was the first thing. I didn't know what to say to this question at first, but the first thing that popped into my mind was just, Slap the shit out of that bag, dude. If you're a man and you're at a party, like you said, you were in college and you, and some guy just shows up. Usually, you know, you show up with a case of beer. You show up with a case of beer to a college party and you guys are bonging your shotgun and you're having a hell of a time, beer spraying everywhere. But that, that classy son of a bitch who walks through that door with that freaking box of wine and just whips it out and starts smacking it. Who wants it? Who wants it? And then you're Dylan, say you're the first guy to go over there and say, I do. And he just cranks that freaking uh, the tab open and you smack the shit out of it and just drains all down the front of your shirt. Now, I can get down on that kind of wine drinking. I mean, that's that's party wine right there. Yeah. So slapping the bag. Hey, I'm all about it. Now, the only time I really have an issue with a man drinking wine is if. Say we're at a bar and let's say. That it's me and some guy. Yeah. And, you know, we're having a conversation, and this guy seems pretty cool. And so I say, hey, let me buy you a beer. And that guy says to me, I don't drink beer. I only drink wine. Well, now I'm going to take issue with that. Yeah. Okay? Like, I'm offering to buy you a free beer. We might have to rethink our friendship on this one, pal. Yes. Yeah. You could at least drink the free beer. Yeah. I'm offering you a free beer. We're at a bar, right? And you're and you're coming back to me saying, "I'm sorry, I only only drink wine." I'll take a glass of red wine, please. Yeah, do you have any Zinfandel? Do you have any Pinot Grigio? Yeah, I don't know no names of wine. That's why I just said red. But yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm I'm I got you. Okay. But I don't I don't know how I'd feel about that. I don't I can't sit here and say that that, that guy would be my mortal enemy because I don't know how I'd feel about it. But. So that's one issue. And then the other issue is, and I only say this because it's happened to me, but I've been at parties before, and there have been men my age at these parties, and their teeth, when they talk to me, their teeth have been stained purple. And I'm like, why the hell do they have purple teeth? And so I ask them, and they say, well, you know, I've been drinking wine. That's what I drink. I drink wine. So, yeah, I got... Got purple teeth, you know, it's whatever. So, I mean, I guess those are the times that I that I start to question. You know, you drink wine to the point where your teeth are purple, or you drink wine to the point where you're not going to offer you you're not going to accept a free beer that I'm willing to buy you. So, I guess those are my little. I don't know my my those are my catches. Okay. Personally. All right. I'm going to branch off that a little bit. And I'm going to just say, I thought about this while you've been talking. I can honestly say I've never sat down and actually drank a glass of wine for my own pleasure. Like you said, I don't mind men drinking it. Me personally, I just don't prefer it. When I think of wine, I feel like it's something you would drink when you're either A, wanting to relax, or B, winding down at night while watching your favorite TV show before bed. 
Okay. Or this is this is my main thought whenever I think of drinking wine. You and your woman, you and your wife are out on your anniversary on an expensive candlelit dinner, and you both want to enjoy a glass of wine with your steak. I'm okay with that because it's classy. You know, you're trying to show her a good time. Um, the only thing that I can think of in the back of my mind right now that I've, when I've drank wine, of course, is when I smacked this shit out of the bag when I was hammered at a party. Or, you know, my cousin, she got married years ago and I was 12 years old and they had bottles of wine on each table around and I was in the wedding. So they weren't worried about me. I was 12. I could take care of myself. So I was just going around. I was stealing these bottles of wine off the table and I'm just sitting there kicking them back. You know, I'm 12 years old. I was at that wedding. Yeah, I'm having a hell of a freaking time, dude. I'm just kicking these things back. And by the end of the night, dude, my little 12 year old ass, I'm passed out on the freaking table. There's pictures of me. I'm just passed out on the freaking table. No one was paying attention. And uh, it was Boone's Farm, actually. Strawberry, Strawberry Hill or Creekberry, one or the other. I don't know the name of it anymore, but it was, is Boone's Farm a wine? I'm not. I feel, I feel like technically Boone's Farm is a wine. Okay, it's a cheap wine. Anyway, I got I got hammered when I was 12 and passed out on the middle of the table. So, Mills, Nick, my brother, that's the only wine take I got for you, man. And uh, that leads us to the question of the week for episode two. And I'm going to have. Corey, lead us in. And now, for your question of the week, coming from the Sip and Serve Podcast Studio, your question was entered by Josh. During sex, would you rather have yourself set to a no greater than five minute timer or a no less than an hour timer? What a question, you know? Um, I'm gonna read it again just in case you guys didn't hear that, just so I can be clear. During sex, would you rather have yourself set to a no greater than five minute timer or a no less than an hour timer? So it's, so it's one or the other. One or the other. For life. For life. You're either having sex for five minutes or less or no less than an hour. Every single Every time. Every single time. For the rest of your life. Rest of your life. That's how I read it. So, um, there's a lot to unpack here, obviously, Dylan. Let's start with the five-minute timer. In my mind, you can get a lot done in five minutes. <laughs> if you turn... <laughs> This is the first thing that comes to mind. I'm sorry. If you turn yourself into a jackhammer, bam, 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 bam. I'm sure your partner would be satisfied for those five minutes. You know, a lot can get done in five minutes. The upside is you can go strong for five minutes. The downside is some couples like a little word called foreplay. You're in and you're out. The job's done. That's five minutes. I mean, there's no time for foreplay. I guess... Let me interject here for a sec. For the sake of the question, does foreplay count towards? I yeah. I, I feel like that's. I feel like that's the lead. I feel like that's the lead up. Okay. 
I'm taking that into consideration. I'm I'm saying the whole once you get in once you get in your bedroom, start the motherfucker. Okay, clock starts. Yeah, that's what I think. Gotcha. Okay, so there's there's no time for foreplay. So if you're a couple that likes foreplay, you're fucked. I mean, there's just no time for it. Um, the only the other thing that I think would be good for is if you're into quickies. If you're into quickies, if you only have a minute or two. No problemo. Five minutes, bam, timer's done. You're good to go. So, now, we're going to move on to the one hour. Talk about walking around campus with a big old chest. Think about it. You're a college guy walking around campus, hooking up with all these girls, and, I mean, you're lasting for an hour. What are are these girls going to think? Who is this guy? Is this Ron Jeremy? Is this Peter North? Who is this guy? I'd be like, no, no. And then you just say your name. I'd be like, if it was me, I'd be like, no. My name's Rolski, not Peter North. Um, also, how many people, another thing you'd have to think about, how many people wants to have sex for an hour, though? I mean, dude, an hour is a long, long time in the bedroom. I guess it just depends on your partner. Am I correct? I mean... That's one of the things I considered in answering this question. Yeah. You can get everything you want and need and accomplish in an hour. But in the back of my mind, there's a few questions that you got to ask yourself. If your partner isn't in it for the long haul, are you ready to deal with those blue balls from hell? Because, I mean, I'm sure we've all been there as men. They hurt. They're not fun. Another thing. Sounds like you're a movie star in the making. Maybe you found a new career. Think you're cut out for the big screen? Think you could perform in front of the cameras? Yeah, you can last for an hour, but are your looks good? Do you have all the right moves? Can you wow a lady on the big screen? You know, Pornhub could be calling. With all that being said, I think I'm going to go with uh, no less than one hour. In my mind, it's honestly a win-win. You're having fun. You're laying it down for 60 minutes straight. Your partner will have nothing to complain about. Well, hopefully. I mean, just use your imagination. That's all I got, dude. That's a solid answer. I mean, I tried to break it down. I can tell that some thought went into that answer. Yeah, I mean, it did. But, I mean, I tried to answer it the best I could. I mean, I'd rather go long than short. I mean, everybody Everybody has a time in their life where they might have been a little embarrassed of how long they lasted in the bedroom. You know, I've been there. Everybody's been there. But, you know, you just got to get up and you got to go back again and try to be better. You know, just kind of like the podcast. Episode one, we're trying to be better in episode two. But if I had the chance to go for an hour, you best believe I'm going for an hour, bub. Makes sense. I guess for me, the... The answer to the question kind of takes two parts. Okay. When I first read the question, I was like, no greater than five minutes? Man, how great would that be? You know? Yeah. Um, a guy like me. Sex ham. Just a I, straight sex ham. Well, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know about all that, but like, I can, you know, I need eight hours of sleep a night. At least, man. One of them, huh? 
I just, yeah, I need eight hours. I need a solid eight hours of sleep a night or I'm a zombie the next day. That's just how it is. Like with kids, I, I don't even know how that's going to work, but I, I, I need eight hours. So anyway, and then I, I started to think, what would my wife, how, how would my wife answer this question? I mean, we're two married men. Exactly. We got two women, beautiful women to worry about. We need to think about. We got to think about when, this, when and answered, I did. I took that answer. in. I took that into consideration, and I, I, I strongly took that into consideration. And so I feel like my wife, you know, if she would have me answer this question, she would say an hour or more. So I guess my answer is a two-part answer. Number one, an hour or more. And number two, I need to start shopping online for some kind of longevity performance enhancing type of product. So there you go. Hey, back to you, Rolski. All right. That'll do it for us. That is the end of the show. Hope you all enjoyed listening. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod and like us on Facebook. Our email is sipandservepod at gmail.com. Send in those questions for episode three. Josh, good question, brother. Way to be creative. Hey, listeners, send in another question. Put Josh off his high horse. I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride. Rolski. And I'm Rolski. Stay hot, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Sip and Serve Podcast.